Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Welcome, Decode Your Burnout fans, to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman, and we are in for a treat today. I am here today with my friend, Alex Strathby. He is somebody who I have been collaborating with, and I've been learning a lot from him. So let me tell you a little bit about him, and then I'll introduce you formally. So at the age of 21, Alex convinced 11 colleges to send his book to 40,000 plus students across the U.S. Now, he's the founder of advancedamazonad.com, where he's got over 200 books and over $300,000 in ad spend, and he helps authors get their books read. He works from varied countries from around the world. He's a minimalist at heart, and everything he owns fits into a backpack and duffel bag. When he's not working, you can find him sitting out on a surfboard waiting for the next big wave. Alex, welcome so much to the show. Sharing, Dr. Grossman, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) It's awesome. So, Alex, I'm really bringing you on as an expert in your field. And what we are aiming to do on this episode is really debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in your industry. So you are somebody who helps authors through Amazon ads so that when somebody goes onto Amazon, just for people who aren't really clear on how this works, right? Uh, You go onto Amazon and you do a search. In my case, it might be burnout. So you know, I'm looking for a book on burnout and I might see all the things that come up organically, but then there's also one that says ad or how does it work? Yeah. Whenever you see that little sponsored tag, that is how you know that you are being advertised to on Amazon. And they're so subtle that most people actually miss them. They show up in a variety of places. Two main places are the, when you're on Amazon and you're searching for something like burnout, You'll probably see in the books that appear that some of those have a little sponsored tag. Those are Amazon ads. Now, they also appear alongside the books that you're maybe looking at currently. And those will appear down. There's usually a carousel that says books that are similar to this one. You might not know it, but those are actually paid places. People are actually betting or not bet. I don't know if betting is the right word. They're, They're putting in a bid in an auction to say, if I display here and someone clicks on my ad, then I will spend a dollar or 50 cents or you know whatever amount. And they, those show up on, on you know relevant books where they have overlapping readers, things like that. So those are the two main reasons, uh, two main places that ads are going to show up on Amazon. So if I am an author 
why do I want to spend money on Amazon ads? I mean, I get the concept that, you know, maybe people will find it and I'll be able to sell more books, but um, is there, is there anything more that I need to know? And is it something that I can do on my own or should I hire somebody to do this for me? Those are great questions. And if you're like me, you find it out the hard way who wrote a book, didn't think about how they were going to actually market that book and bring readers like so many people do over the long term. And you just don't put thought into it. And so Amazon ads is, a, is one of the solutions for reaching more readers. It's sort of like a, a virtual drive across the country, right? You know, whether you're driving through Nebraska, you're going to see certain types of billboards there. If you're driving through the South, you're going to see certain types of billboards there. If you're driving through New York, you're going to see, you know, maybe some different billboards there, right? It's people are, you know, driving across, you know, the virtual platform, Amazon, and they're going to be seeing billboards. And it's a question of where do you want your billboards to show up? You know, for some people, it makes sense, right? Like if you're, you know, different books answer different questions. If, you know, you are in the South uh, or maybe you're in the North and you want to advertise warm vacations, it makes sense for your billboards to go there, right? But if, you know, you're advertising, you know, something that doesn't make sense at all to, you know, a certain type of reader, like a, I don't know, a memoir, for example, about your personal life that, you know, maybe doesn't resonate with, you know, a huge audience, it's not really going to make sense to just be putting yourself up on a billboard on, you know, the busiest road in California, right? You really want to be specific with it. And in the same way, you know, billboards cost America, you know, if billboards online, Amazon ads, you need to be specific with it. And we can get into the, the nuances of who should advertise, uh, you know, whatever have you, but, you know, it comes down to really just knowing what your goals are with the ads and then reaching the right audience. Okay. So I got to imagine that there's a lot of people who have self-published that are listening to this. Maybe a lot of entrepreneurs are considering self-publishing and, you know, being an entrepreneur can be a formula for burnout because as an entrepreneur, you tend to wear all the hats and you feel like you have to do all the things. And maybe on top of writing your book, now you're also looking at publishing your book. So it's just an added thing you have to learn and do and figure out. What would you say are the three biggest myths that authors, self-published authors actually face when they're thinking about getting more eyeballs on their book, whether it's through Amazon or, you know, ads in general, what would you say those, those big myths are that maybe you can debunk for us? Sure. The first is the myth of just thinking that you can put a book up on Amazon and it's going to sell. That is, you know, maybe 10, 50 or 10 years ago, you know, that would work, but it just will, I don't even know if that we can go back that far. It's crazy how fast things change. Five years ago, you could put a self-help book up on Amazon and it would probably sell really well. That's no longer the case, right? We're in the maturing age of the platform. So myth number one is just the fact that if you, depending on what your goals are for your book, you do need to be specific if you do plan on using Amazon as one of your main places to sell it to actually know what people are searching for. So that's, that's myth number one. Myth number two is about, uh, and this is more specific to Amazon ads, running your Amazon ads. It comes down to relevance. People think that you know, there's a lot of different, and one of my biggest frustrations in being a you know, specialist in the space is that there's so many resources out there about Amazon ads. And you see screenshots of people's royalties da royalty dashboards or their sales making X amount of dollars and saying, oh, well, buy my course. And what one person says who has that screenshot will be completely different from what someone else says about it. And what it comes down to is actually both of them could be correct. What it really is, is their books are probably completely different, right? So one book is going to need a very targeted approach. It's going to need a very 
you know, there, there's a demand for it. You need to target that. You're trying to get Amazon to really see your book, know who your, your book's audience really is. And that's, you know, through really targeted campaigns. But I mean, there's some books out there that are just really evergreen for everyone, right? So for like one example, we have one author that we work with who, he has a book that it's called Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. It's just like, it's the same way with, you know, if you're, you know, like flipping through the channels and you see like, you know, America's funniest home videos, right? It's like little bits of entertainment where it's like, you know, Dr. Sharon, you're, you know, you're, you're in the psychology field, you know, I'm, I'm digital marketing, right? But if we both turn to that channel, like that's going to be super entertaining to both of us, right? We're both going to like laugh at that. It's the same thing with like a book. It, one book is going to need a completely different approach uh, for Amazon ads than uh, another book. So that's something to keep in mind is, you know, there's a myth out there that you either need to stick with high relevance, which I think for most part, most for the most part, I'd say 95% of books, they do need a very targeted approach. But there are also books that work really well with a shotgun, you know, type approach. I think it's becoming less and less effective for, for various other reasons. But, you know, you just the main myth is that, you know, there's a lot of scammers out there and, and people who you know, have conflicting information. And it's just, what is your book? What are the books they're selling? If their books are similar to the books you're selling, you should probably pay attention. If not, then that's probably not for you. So that's, is that what that's you mean by targeted approach? Exactly. So just figure out, you know, who is your audience and figure out, well, is my book, is it like America's Funniest Home Videos? Is it going to, you know, be relevant to a lot of people? Or is it something that's really, really specific you know, that isn't going to be as relevant to a lot of people. And, you know, one example there could be, uh, you know, I was just interviewing another uh, author for my podcast. Um, his book is Neurofeedback, right? It's about neurofeedback. That's only going to be relevant to people who know about neurofeedback, as opposed to if you, you know, write this book, Tiny, uh, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. It's about like the little mistakes, you know, big world leaders have made along the way. It's like an entertainment book, right? And like how it's like unfolded. That's relevant to a lot of people. Like a lot of people can get entertainment out of that. So it just comes down to like, who is your audience going to be? And, you know, if you have a lot of people that might be interested in your topic, well, then that's great. You can go a little wider, but, you know, a lot of books really need, you need to niche down, know who your audience is and target uh, relevantly on Amazon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. that's, that's the second myth. That's, that's the second myth. Yep. What's the third one? The third myth is that, you know, you, and, and this, you know, I've learned this in my own business, uh, you know, you, you feel you have to do everything, Right. There are so many Amazon ad practitioners out there. And so, you know, I don't think you need to necessarily spend, you know, thousands of dollars to get started with ads. What I would do if I was, you know, in your shoes, and, and this is addressing the myth of just, you know, how do you get started with Amazon ads is I would just start with like, a, you know, some very simple ads, see how you do with that, because that's going to make it so much easier to find someone who can really help you. Someone who, who can really help you is going to know to look at your book, see what your CTR is with your very basic ads, with CTR is your click-through rate, see what, you know, how well your book has sold previously. They're going to know then kind of what ads that they need to approach it with. It's kind of like uh, allowing you to show your symptoms of your book. Like here's, here's kind of some, some initial data, because if you just hire someone to throw ads at your book without kind of doing some, some look at yourself you know, you might end up spending a lot of money and getting no results, you know, for, you know, for the length that they work with you. And so you really need to make sure that you're going in there knowing exactly what your book is about and, you know, who, who is maybe more tailored to that approach. So that's myth number three is really just how to get started with Amazon ads, run some quick, you know, there's lots of like, uh, you know, D uh, Dave Chesson of Kindlepreneur, he has a great just entry level 
um, you know, ads course, you know, it just shows you like click here, click here. You know, that's a wonderful one to get started with just to look at, okay, you know, I want to get it set up. And then from there, you know, once you've got like a month or two of data, then hire it out, right? You don't need to do everything. That's one thing I've learned in my own business. Like I was saying, you know, is, is don't try to wear every single hat. So those are my three myths for you. I love that. Okay. So what, uh, what we're trying to do here is really understand what it takes to be successful. Clearly our show today is really targeted towards entrepreneurs and especially authors. So what I want to do is take the lessons that you've shared today and see how we can apply these to our lives so that if you are that self-published author and that entrepreneur, that maybe by applying these tips, you can avoid burnout for yourself. Here's what I heard you say, and maybe we can extrapolate on this a little bit. So the first thing I heard you say is you want to be clear on what people are searching for. And I think that can be applied to your business. So when you're deciding to be a coach or to help, you know, if you're in the service profession in any way, shape or form, you want to be somebody who isn't just showing up generically, right? So there's lots of, if we're going to stick with coaching, there's lots of coaches out there. But if you look, there's some people that show up as just like a generic life coach. And then there are people that are more nuanced. And that's what you're talking about is Look, look for who do you want to work with? What are they searching for? And be specific. The more specific you are, the more we get into tip number two, which is relevance, then you're going to be more relevant to you. And I've actually heard somebody say this once, which I think fits in really well here, which is if you have two different coaches and you're in the marketplace for coaching and you have somebody who shows up as a life coach, and then you have somebody else who shows up as, let's say, a burnout coach, and you're burned out, who are you going to hire? Yeah, exactly. Chances are you're going to hire that burnout coach because it speaks specifically to you. It's speaking your language. So that's kind of what yeah. I'm hearing you say. I think these are really applicable for how we run our business, right? I, I can't agree more. And this is specifically an issue I've had. And, and you know, you're preaching to the choir here because- the more I figured out who I can serve and who I can't serve, it's just, it's meant everything to me. So that, you know, it's a wonderful summary. Great. And, you know, when you talked about relevance, you talked about how you can have this targeted approach, which is knowing who your audience is and niching down. And then you talked about evergreen. And I think as we think about the products and services that we offer in the service industry, you can have more custom tailored kind of services like one-on-one coaching. And then you can have those more evergreen programs that um, maybe are like that plug and play, like the book that you write, as soon as you have it on Amazon, it just sells and keeps selling. So you just have to write it once. And then it's kind of like this perpetual motion machine, right? Or if you've got an online course, or you've got some other thing that is just plug and play, it helps you to create that income without you putting in a lot more time into that service delivery. And that's essentially part of what helps you prevent burnout because it takes less of your energy. And ultimately, we're trying to reserve our resources so that we don't burn out. That is a wonderful analogy, especially because, I mean, you're absolutely right. You're going to have different types of clients that come in. And if you can have offerings for you know different ones, some that may take a little less effort because of you know you kind of match how much you can help them to, you know, the offering, right? So like, 
you know, I have my free newsletter, right, that I send out once a week. And in that, you know, I offer, you know, that I try to help the people who I can't help. And that's my way to kind of like stay relevant to them, stay helpful. And then for those that I think are a really good fit for my program, you know, I have the higher end Amazon ads that I offer, right? So that's, I think that's a wonderful analogy. Amazing. And then the third thing you said is this myth that we have to do everything ourselves. And I think the more I talk to entrepreneurs, the more I hear, especially like starting level, right, is people are struggling to make money in their business. So they're trying to save money. They don't want to outsource things. They're trying to do everything themselves on the cheap. And when I think about, you know, I, I wrote a book and now I have to create this ad in order to test it and then hire help. I understand the strategy. And I think there's some really important takeaways there. But I also want to say that that can feel overwhelming if you've never run an Amazon ad. And thank God, like you're you're like saying, okay, well, here's a course that you can take and you don't have to figure this out on your own because like who's got the time or the, even the brain space for another thing, right? So yeah, it's like having those resources is so helpful. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that's in general, like what we want to figure out is how how much can we take on? And if we need to get something done that in the long term is going to help us, like you're saying, you want to test the waters. We want to essentially diagnose the problem, gather up that data. And then once we have that higher help, it makes total sense. But even that can feel overwhelming for some people. And I would say the more burned out, the more stressed out you are, the more overwhelming it's probably going to feel. So then reach out to those other kind of resources that help you figure it all out. Yeah. The, the easiest way to avoid scammers or avoid people who say they can help you, who really can't help you is to just know the basic questions in that field that you should ask. Right. And so by taking like Dave Chesson, you know, Kenopreneur's free course out there, you're just learning what questions you should ask. So you don't have someone coming in and being like, yeah, a thousand dollars a month for a million impressions. It's like, okay, but like, is our impressions going to like move your business forward? Like, no, like, so just having that entry level information really helps you know what questions to ask, but it doesn't mean you have to become the Amazon ad expert, which is exactly what you told. So you did, you did a better job at summarizing my three points than I did. So thank you for that. Sharon. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> We're here to extrapolate. So I love, I love that you shared these tips and it really does kind of summarize what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur, where you want to be really specific, you want to be relevant in what you are offering, and you want to test what you're putting out there to see if there are any takers, if they're satisfied with it, if they refer other people to you, right? Or if there's just crickets, and if nobody's buying and nobody's showing an interest, then it's an opportunity for you to maybe hire a coach to help you figure it out further now that you've got some data or go back to the drawing board and figure out maybe the next thing, right? Or do some more market research. So I think everything that you've shared is really so relevant to what people are dealing with as entrepreneurs. And I love that we go even more specifically into people who are self-published authors and how to help them get their book out there. So, you know, for somebody who's worked with a bunch of different authors and you you talked about all the ad spend money that you've been putting out there, what are some success stories that maybe you can share to give people a sense of what's possible? Sure. Yeah. One specific author we've been working with since 
this would be, I think he launched his book March of 2020. And pretty much through Amazon ads alone, we've sold close to 10,000 copies of his book. And so, you know, that's great. His book is, this is the, the one I was just talking about, Neurofeedback 101. Now that's in a niche that is very popular right now. A lot of people are coming out of COVID and thanks to uh, Bessel van der Kolk's, The Body Keeps the Score, you know, his, his book really brought to light what neurofeedback is and how it can help with things like trauma or PTSD, things like even burnout. And so that is in a niche that does really well, right? Now for a lot of authors, they think, oh, I can, you know, I can just do Amazon ads and that's going to make my book sell. It's just not the case. And it's, I mean, we honestly, we don't take on about 80% of the authors that, that come to us just because of, you know, you can advertise all day, but if it's not, again, like, you know, for, for someone like, uh, for example, here's an author we said no to was someone who came to us with, it was like a, a list of like specifically uh, guided Bible studies for women. Now, that's not going to be relevant to a majority of readers on Amazon. You might find, you know, you might niche down and find a very specific queue and Amazon ads might be maybe worth it. But in, you know, in our eyes, you know, we, we thought honestly, her marketing efforts would be better off contacting churches, right. And saying, Hey, I have this guided study for, you know, for, you know, the, the women's groups of your churches, right. That's going to be a lot more leverage for her than, you know, just paying it out to Amazon. So I would say, you know, like, see if there is some gatekeeper that has access. It's the same way, you know, the way you introduced me, the way we did that with our book was we reached out to a ton of colleges, right? They have access to all of these students who we can get in front of. So, you know, when it comes to Amazon ads, you know, really make sure that, uh, yeah. So um, I've, I've trailed off here. I've gone on a bit of a monologue, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, you have to know, we you know who it's going to work for and, and who it's not going to work for. And I think it's really good to know that if somebody reaches out to you, that you're not there, you're not in the business of like just taking everybody's money and let's see what happens. But you actually are using your expertise to save people money and say, like, if we don't think this book is going to perform well, we don't encourage you to do this. And then maybe you give them some other alternative strategy outside of Amazon ads that might be helpful, like contacting your churches. Exactly. And there, are, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I, to me, creative marketing is the best kind of marketing. It's going to be everything else, right? Now it also takes the most brain power and you actually have to sit down and be like, okay, who can I, you know, what audiences can I get in front of? Uh, Russell Brunson's traffic secrets was a really helpful for me to kind of figure this out. It's like, who are my, who am I, you know, who's my ideal customer avatar? What are they listening to? You know, what YouTubers are they listening to? You know, who, who on Twitter are they paying attention to? You know, you know, maybe it's an institution that they're a part of. For us, it was colleges. Figure out who those gatekeepers are. Get in with the gatekeepers, build strong relationships, provide value to those gatekeepers. And then over time, those gatekeepers will actually allow you to, you know, get in front of their audiences. That's a wonderful way, especially to avoid burnout, to really get in, you know, in front of your ideal audiences. You know, use leverage. Don't miss, maybe, you know, don't go after them one by one, but go after the people who have, you know, mass influence over those audiences. And I like this idea of leverage too, when we think about just how we engage with our work in general. And I want to encourage people that are listening to this to really think creatively about leverage in your work. How can you use different ways to be really smart about how you can get the kind of results that you're going for? And one thing that comes to mind as we're talking about this is, do you remember that movie... The pursuit of happiness. 
I have I do know the movie. I have not seen it, so I'm not going to be a good use case for this reference, but I'll try to, try to pick <laughs> up on it. So Will Smith plays, it's a true story. He plays this guy who's trying, he, he had this list for cold calling and yeah. he was given very specific instructions. You call people in order and the list was in order from like people who are bottom of the totem pole all the way up to maybe like the ceos and so he starts doing this and it takes forever it's like so much energy and this is how people burn out right like they have all the drudge work that they got to go through and then one day he says to himself screw this i'm just gonna go right to the top and he calls the ceo of the company and the guy's like oh yeah like i can meet in 30 minutes and he's just like boom he leaves the office he runs out he grabs a cab he goes to the guy's office and he closes a deal right that's leverage and I want people to think about how can you work smarter rather than do all that drudge work that really robs you of your energy. And kind of funny story, right before we started this podcast, I've got one of those Roomba things, if you know what that is. It's like those robot floor cleaners. And so I pressed the button to get it to start cleaning one of the rooms. And it said, my battery is low. And I was like, if only we had a button like that, <laughs> that told like, no, us. Can't work. My battery right? is low. If only we had that sort of thing that told us when our battery is low, because so often we're not paying attention when we're tired. We're just keep, we just keep pushing forward and forward until we run out of steam. And so I think there's a few lessons here. One is you mentioned like using leverage and the other is to just pay attention to what's going on internally rather than being so externally focused. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, and I mean, I was even feeling that earlier this week and, you know, it's right. Like, you know, because of, you know, Monday was like a 12 hour day. It's like realizing that's not sustainable. So then Tuesday was, you know, a much shorter day, you know? And so, you know, you, you give yourself that time to break. And at four o'clock, I was off my computer to go play volleyball with friends. You know, it's like Beautiful. finding that thing that rejuvenates you. So that that's a great point. And, you know, thank goodness we have people like you to tell us that. So that we avoid the burnout because it's not fun. <laughs> so, Alex, if somebody's interested in working with you, we're going to have the link to your newsletter. And uh, if you would share with us also that free course for people who are interested. But tell us how someone can get in touch with you, especially if they are interested in maybe checking you out for Amazon ads for their book to see maybe they're in that 20% that you might work with. Sure. Advancedamazonads.com is where you can find us. The authors that we like to work with are people who come in with you know, at least 100 reviews, a little bit of sales history, uh, and really knowing what their goal is for the book. You know, Those are the three main things you know, that we care about when bringing on the right author. And uh, the free course is, I think you can just go to kindlepreneur.com, I think is the website. And there's so many links on there. They have so many helpful free, free resources. I think out of anyone in self-publishing, I think Dave Chesson does the most for you know, first-time authors and giving away just so much free stuff that he doesn't have to. Uh, it's it's really wonderful. Uh, Publisher Rocket's very useful for a lot of reasons, which is his piece of software. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, now I feel like I'm plugging him in. Uh, in terms of the newsletter, you can just go to our website. We have a free course on our website as well. I'm actually redoing it. That's why I mentioned Dave's uh, and not mine. That's going to be up next week. And again, that's for those authors who we can't help. I still want to be able to give them some sort of a resource mm-hmm. to help them get started. And so uh, that you can just go to our website. It'll say like, sign up for our free course and, and you'll be on the newsletter. Well, Alex, you've shared so many amazing resources with us. So just to recap, there is a free course that 
you will eventually have up and running on your website. And maybe by the time, yeah. And I think by the time this episode airs, that will be already in effect. You've got your newsletter where you're sharing tips and resources. And by the way, I am subscribed to that newsletter and I look forward to it every Thursday. (laughs) I love your tips. They're amazing. Super fun to read. And uh, you keep it short and concise, which is what I love. And uh, you ha- we have your contact info. So if anybody wants to look you up, they know where to find you. Any last words, anything else you want to share with our listeners? Pay attention here because, yeah, burnout's not fun. And Sharon is going to help you avoid it. So I, I really, really appreciate, can appreciate, especially as someone who's going through burnout, what you're doing. So thank you for the work you're doing, Sharon. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. You're helping a lot of people in your own way avoid burnout. (laughs) Thank you.